Hello and welcome to the Achieve Your Goals podcast, the show that empowers you to wake up to your full potential and achieve your biggest goals and dreams. I am your host, Hal Elrod, and I invite you to join us each week as we share actionable strategies to take your life to the next level, as well as interview world-class experts and entrepreneurs who have achieved extraordinary goals themselves, and we ask them to give you a peek behind the curtain and teach you exactly what you need to do to do the same. Ready? Here we go. Hello, friends. It's Hal Elrod. Welcome to today's podcast. And today's episode is brought to you by one of my favorite health and wellness companies. It is Organifi, O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I. And as I mentioned the last few weeks, I've taken Organifi's products for the past few years now, really to enhance my health and my energy. But one of my favorite products as of late Uh, which I've actually, I started taking it probably a year ago. It's called Pure, P-U-R-E, and it helps to enhance mental clarity and brain function, which I have struggled a ton with for 20 years from my car accident, but for the last few years uh, after the effects of chemotherapy. So whether or not you're looking for enhancement to your cognitive abilities or just some health and, and wellness stuff, Check out Pure and all of Organifi's other products at Organifi.com forward slash Hal. Again, that is O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I.com forward slash Hal. And when you use the code Hal, H-A-L at checkout, you'll get 15% off of your entire order. So check out the website. There's a bunch of great stuff over there. And I hope you find something there that you love. So... Oh, without any further ado, today uh, we're talking to Julie Riesler. Julie is a personal friend of mine. I've known her for quite a few years. It's the second time she's on the podcast. And professionally, she is a multiple-time TEDx speaker. She's the author of Get a PhD in You and the creator of the book series, Get a PhD in You. She's the host of the USU podcast, founder of the School of Sacredology, and her work is all about helping you tune into your intuition to be the youest you. And that's really why I brought her on today where we dove into, which is what is intuition? The biggest question I asked her is, how do you know the difference between intuition, that guidance from God, from highest consciousness, from our our deepest inner wisdom, how do you tell the difference between that intuition and just that voice in our head that's often like fear-based and self-limiting and sometimes it's our parents' voice, right? How How do you differentiate? So today we dive in and Julie, again, this is, she's one of the most intuitive people that I know, and she's helped me a lot in this realm as well. And before I introduce or turn you over to Julie and I's conversation, one last thing. I noticed as I was recording this uh, and going back and listening to the episode, my microphone wasn't on. So I just want to apologize in advance that the audio quality that you get from me, not Julie, Julie sounds great, but I forgot to turn my mic on. So my audio quality is a little subpar. It's not like horrible, just it sounds a little hollow. You can tell that my professional mic was not engaged for this uh, conversation. It was using my computer mic, which was kind of far away and it, it sounds a little hollow. But anyway, if you can bear with me, if you can handle that, it's, I don't think it's too difficult. I think you'll get a ton from Julie Riesler. She is brilliant and I will not hold you back from her any longer. So uh, here we go. Here's my conversation with Julie Riesler on the power of intuition and how to access yours. Julie, we're live. How are you doing? I'm great now. Honestly, <laughs> so happy to see you. This makes my day. I'm, uh, 
Yeah, that's a good question though. There's like five layers to that, Hal. But for the most part, feeling feeling grateful. That's funny. You just reminded me, I haven't said that in a while, but a few months ago, I was saying that all the time that like the most loaded question ever right now is how are you? It used yeah. to be the most generic, thoughtless, how are you? Good, how are you, right? How are you? And you're like, uh, uh, <laughs> how long do you have for me to answer that question? Because... Um, <laughs> depends on the moment of the day, right? right? I was great, and then I get this happened, and then I was terrible, and then I was great, and then I was like, eh, you know. Right. I, I was walking yesterday. It's so funny you say that. I walked by these two women. I don't know them, and they're like, how are you? And I'm like, do you really want to know? Because if you yeah. do, we don't know each other, but I'm happy to go to the 100-foot you know, foot level of the yeah. sea if you want. I know we don't know each other, but I was like, I don't think they're asking for that reason. <laughs> So you know what? Let's. I wasn't planning on this, but this just came up. Let's start there. Yeah. yeah. Let's go to the hundred foot level. How are you? Good, bad, all of it. Oh, my heart just did this. Like, boom. <laughs> I love it. I love, love the hundred foot. Level. You're in a safe place. Thanks, man. Thank you. No, I feel in a safe container, especially with my huge earphones on. I actually feel like I'm in a container. So. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's it is a great question. The overarching tagline for me during this time is what would like to be revealed is coming up so it can be healed. And so mm. I feel like this time has been a lot of, done a lot of introspection and that's not always easy when you start to just look at, you know, especially slowing down schedule. Kids are at home. I have three kiddos downstairs right now, all on Zoom doing who knows what, but hopefully in class, <laughs> stepping into that. But I think just you know, there's been a lot of grieving. I've cried more in the last six months, um, sometimes not even sure why. Um, there's also been this like reconnection with myself, with family, obviously a lot more dinners and time together. I've gotten a lot of clarity in like who I am and my mission and helping people and really creating programs and opportunities that are going to just serve. And, you know, we knew 2020 was a year of new vision, new perspective. And I felt so many range of emotions. And as someone, I think we've gone there before, I struggled with food addiction and coping and using things to help me. And I haven't been doing that. So there's just been a lot of freaking emotion that's been showing up. And yeah, there's some days I'm feeling like, you know, I really love this, like not driving around a lot and kids home and I can walk everywhere and I don't even need the gym anymore. And then there are days like, what happened? I just, <laughs> all my travels, everything stopped. So it's really a mixed bag. It's like, just like you said, every day is a little different. Yeah. By the way, I noticed before we started that our last conversation on the podcast was episode 170. And this is 340, like four, I think. So you were right at the hat. Like, yeah, it's kind of interesting wow. how the, the timing of this. So your answer, you know, how are you doing, right? For a lot of people, it's very mixed. And I remember the last conversation that we had in person, or I, I don't know if it was our last conversation, but the one that really stuck out to me was you and I in Cleveland, right? In Hudson at the National Park, sitting on that picnic bench. And talking about really in kind of intuition, right? I was sharing with you like a lot of the how I had been really going deep within myself and having all these really profound insights about like changing the world and saving humanity and all of this stuff. And you're so tuned in. You're like one of the most intuitive people that I know. And so I think that that topic of intuition and listening to ourself, I think it's one of the most mis- understood or not even misunderstood, but just not understood, right? Like, yeah, what's intuition? I don't know if I should listen to the voice in my head because a lot of times it's just a fearful voice, 
right? It is repeating fears or it's a, a self-limiting voice like of the past, like, no, you can't do it. You've never been able to do this. You're, you're right. I mean, there's so much, or, or it's the voice of my parents or it's the right. So, so I feel like tapping into our intuition can be really challenging. And I know for me, it's during meditation or late at night. It's just in moments of silence, the shower late at night, early in the morning. That's like the only time I really hear that voice of intuition. And so I'd love to hear a few things and you can go with this wherever you want. Again, this is your will intuitions, your wheelhouse, but I would love to hear what you think, what intuition is, right? Is it listening to the wisdom of God? Is it, you know, infinite intelligence? Is it yourself? Is it all of it? Is it right? Like, so what's intuition and how can we tap into ours? Oh, it's one of my favorite questions of all times. <laughs> I love it. We're going to do the like hundred foot. I just want to warn everyone listening. Like it might sound a little woo, right? And this is how I look at it. And of course, take what you like and leave the rest. But this is truly what I have come to find that it is. And then I also share just having done some work with heart math that studies intuition from the science yeah. perspective. To me personally, intuition, it's like our lifeline, our direct connection to what I would call, I call it your USG. You could also think of it as your higher self, your inner being. It's the part of you that's limitless, that's infinite. I believe done many, many times on this planet. And I believe that, you know, your higher self, that aspect of you, it's all connected to the divine. It's all connected to this. I call it some days love stuff or the universe, creator, God, source, this oneness, this quantum field so many books on the quantum field and how we're all connected. And so intuition is really that line of communication. And one of the things that I've studied and I've noticed both myself and working with people on this is we typically have a dominant way of, of intuiting information, whether that's sensing it, whether it's getting a knowing, like, I don't know why I just know this, whether it's getting a visual. So some might feel more visionary, whether you hear it, more like volume or auditory. We usually have a dominant way. This is natural. This is, we're wired for this. We know this by, if you look at science, that HeartMath has done a lot of research on this and I, I love their work. And we know that information comes through our heart and then it disseminates. It goes up to the brain, it goes to our gut, but it goes through the heart and through our heart, we have over 40,000 sensory neurites. We have all this intelligence. They're intelligent neurons and we are wired for this intelligence that I believe is cosmic intelligence. And I see it as there's kind of this oversoul or higher self. We all have it. The whole USU concept is tapping into that highest version of you. So here's, here's a question I think you asked is how do you know if it's intuition? How do you know if it's your crazy mind? Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Well, notice the quality when it's a mind, when it's mind chatter, when it's analysis paralysis, when it's being unclear or doubt or hearing that voice, typically it has, it would have a little fear baked in. It often has doubt baked in. It often has even maybe shame or feeling not good enough. Worthiness is baked in. I'm going to tell you right now, that is not going to be your intuition. Your intuition will come usually in a clear, succinct. Now you might hear it. You might see it. You might feel it. You might know it. It's not going to have that essence to it. It's just not because the, the truth of who we are, of course, is worthy. And so intuition, you're going to notice it's got a different quality to it. Often it's, you might get a knowing about something. You might get a vision. And Jesse and I shared this on stage with Best Year Ever about that image I had of him speaking. You know, you might hear a voice that says, don't do it, go this way. 
get in the car and go this way instead. Those voices or that sensing or knowing, the problem is so many of us are distracted or sleepwalking. You know, we're going through life asleep. So if you're asleep during life or distracted, you're going to miss it. And that's why I think what you said is so, so crucial. Of course, the savers, all of what you teach. Real quick, how do you define uh, sleepwalking through life? What do you mean by that? Well, I look at it as going through life where you're kind of not fully awake to who you are. So often the signs of sleepwalking through life would be not tuning into your heart's desires, not tuning into your goals, feeling a lot of heaviness, lack of self-awareness, victimhood oftentimes, frankly, can be in that realm. I lived part of my life like this, feeling like I was just doing whatever I thought I had to do or was expected of me versus actually, who am I? What do I really, what am I here for? When you find yourself like, wow, how did I get here? Like, so for me, it was a marriage. You might get in a marriage that's not the right fit. It might be in a career. And it's like, how did I get here? When you ask that question, what's going on? How did I get here? Oftentimes for me, it was really being slightly asleep at the wheel of my life. And that's how I look at it. Yeah, you something that, You said, what came up for me is lack of awareness. Like if you think about it, when you're sleeping, it's the ultimate lack of awareness. You don't know you're sleeping. And so if you're going through life and just going through the motions and living the same day every day and not spending time in silence to tap into your intuition and not spending time learning and growing and, and journaling and asking yourself those questions on how am I showing up? How is the way I'm living my life impacting my health and my relationships? That introspection, right? Which in a way, that's the antidote to a lack of awareness is introspection, right? Asking questions, really self-examination. Yeah. So I think that you're right. And I think most of us go through life asleep. We literally go to school and we're like, okay, right. I, this is, I learn, this is how I'm supposed to learn. I see how my parents behave. This is how I guess I'm supposed to behave. And we just go through life kind of modeling everyone around us, other people. Finally, at some point, I think you have to stop and and you have to decide, right? Like, am I living the life that I ultimately want? And if you're not, I think that's just a great sign. And so that's your wake up call from being asleep, right? To the wake up call. Start with that question. Am I living the life that I want? Am I living as you would say the USU, the me is me? Like, am I living to my full potential? Am I living every day at my best? Am I giving my best? Am I living my best? Am I serving? You know, so anyway, I'm kind of rambling here, but, but that point being that I think that you're right, that people go through life asleep. But but the good news is, is that as soon as you hear that, if you, if you are honest with yourself and you're like, if I have, I've been kind of asleep, you can wake yourself up like that, right? Snap your fingers and you go, okay, who am I? What do I want for my life? Who do I want to be? And and what am I going to do differently starting from this moment forward to change the course, to wake up, and change the direction of my life. So, all right. Yeah. Oh, I love it. Well, and so intuition, when I had this wake up call, that is when, and I started to really tune in and we all have this ability. The one thing about intuition is the more you start to honor it and listen to it, it's like any muscle, you're going to hear it more. It's going to expand. And what you can do is eventually really start cultivating an ability to broaden your intuition so that you can be someone that hears it, feels it, senses it, knows it. And that becomes, I want to say secret weapon, but weapon's not the best word, but it becomes this like incredible guidance that is always going to steer you for your highest good and only for your highest good and those that you're here to connect with and serve. You got to be awake to hear it. If you're sleeping, you can't really hear much. 
in terms of people getting practical, like actionable, well, what are the practices? Is it meditation? Is it journaling? Like, what are the practices you use to tap into your intuition? How do you do it? Right? Because it's like, it feels yeah. so untangible. You can't grasp it. How do you personally practice and, and tap into your intuition? Yeah. I love this question because we want to get to like, all right, this is like really lovely theory, but like, what the heck? How do you like find it here? Well, I think first of all, one cool thing you could do is do an intuition inventory. Seriously. So take, create an inventory, go look in your life. This is one of the most powerful things you can do. Go back. Don't worry. You're not going to remember every intuition you've ever had, but it's really pulling the times in your life when You had that inner voice, that knowing, that sense, that gut feeling, and try to capture what happened. Did you listen? Did you not? No judgment, but what happened? And then track it and notice you listened what happened when you didn't listen what happened. I got to tell you, when I did this, it was one of the more spiritual, powerful, uh, mind-blowing experiences. And I thought, why are we not taught this like in day one in kindergarten? It's powerful. So you do an inventory literally look at your past to just see when have you felt some sort. And you also want to then notice, just look and see, is it, oh, interesting. Most of these past stories, it seems like I tend to get a gut feeling. I get a feeling about it, or I seem to get images or, so you want to get kind of a little clearer. What type of intuition is your dominant, is your dominant preference? That would be number one. I would start with that. The second step, obviously stillness, meditating, we just know, I mean, there's enough science. I don't even have to like, just go and Google it. You know, I mean, you know, this, the savers getting still and quiet. It's a must. It's a must because it quiets our mind. It allows us to be in a different state. It goes into different beta, theta, delta waves. So doing some sort of quiet meditation. I mean, I think the savers program is perfect for this. Then intuitive journaling, intuitive journaling. And so an example would be, You know, you might write down something that you've been really concerned about or upset about and just sort of write about it, brain dump it and then get quiet, get still. You could even put your hand on your heart. We know that there's connection there and then ask yourself, ask your heart, ask your third eye, ask, you know, gut, whatever you want to ask, ask yourself, what's for my highest good here. That's all you have to ask. What's for my highest good here. And notice what comes up. I'm going to tell you right now, it is totally different. It's going to be different than what you brain dumped, what you had up earlier. It's a really practical tool. And then I would continue tracking. I would track stories. I actually, I have one over here. It's a mind map of, it's incredible. My whole starting my business was out of intuition, all of it, listening and track it, track what's happening. The fourth really easy way to do this. This is kind of a great tool. I use this a lot when making decisions and not sure, sometimes it's really hard if if we're really programmed and wired for like our mind chatter to be like, (laughs) just doing the ping pong all day long. It's like, I don't freaking know. I just feel like I could go this way. I could go that way. I'm not sure what my intuition is. Notice your body has intelligence in it. I mean, we know this Dr. Joe Dispenza's work goes into this. So notice, are you leaning in or away? So if there's a decision, are you moving towards it? Are you moving backwards? This is a good one. Go and like pick up a food that you really want. I'm really, I was keen on food. And it's like, I really want those French fries. I really want them. And notice in my leaning forward, it's so annoying. My body's always like, no, we don't want them. My brain's like, yeah, we do. So you can use this for anything, but notice with decisions, like, are you leaning forward? Use your body. It's another great tool. I'm so glad you said that. I had a conversation a while back. It was like a Q&A. Berghoff and I were, were answering questions from the Miracle Morning community, I think. And somebody asked about intuition. 
And what was interesting is I'm like, I don't know how I'm going to answer this. I use intuition, but I don't really talk about it. I don't know how I was going to answer it. And what was crazy is call it channeling, right? But when you're at, like, just, yeah. you just get in flow and you answer a question when you're like, where the hell is this coming from? I didn't even know that I know what I'm saying right now. Just typed in intuition, my computer while you were talking and what you finished with, with food is exactly it. So how can you develop your intuition to be a real tool that you can use at will? Right. And how can you trust it? And I thought it's like anything else, it, trust in any other way comes in baby steps and having confidence in your intuition is the way you build confidence in anything, which is trying something typically in, in a small baby step way and then getting a positive result and then building on that, right? So for me, I thought food was actually where I went to when I thought, well, how, how might someone do that actionably where they could literally get off the podcast and they could start doing it? And it's food. And whenever you are faced with a menu and you look at what should I eat? What should I eat? Your brain, you know, has a lot of addictions in it, right? Is going to usually choose taste and texture, right? Ooh, 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 I want that. Mm, that tastes good. Right. But if you then don't go with that first response and you actually eat quiet and go, no, 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 not what do I want to eat? I said, what should I eat? As in what serves my highest purpose mentally, emotionally, physically, spiritually, right? The answer is very different. And to me, that's your intuition because intuition always leads you to your highest good. It's the youest you, it's the truest you. And so for anybody listening, that's a way you can start figuring out intuition is with those baby choices. Ask yourself, what should I do? And your intuition always knows what you should do. But very often we go, no, 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 no. I know you're, I know that little voice is like, no, 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 don't drink that soda. No, 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 don't eat that. But you're like, but you overwrite, we override it with our brain. So what's interesting is everybody has their intuition working all the time and we shut it up because we're addicted to something, (laughs) right? Yeah. I know I should do that, but I want to watch TV. I want to eat this thing. I want it, right? I want to drink this, you know? So anyway, that was my uh, two cents on intuition. No, I love it. And and here's where it gets really even more, you know, I'd say juicy and important is what about when it comes to our health? What about like, I I had a lot of intuition and I don't know if that's something for you. Like I know I had a whole health breakdown and I kept getting signals and I avoided them. Why? Because I didn't want to listen, right? I wasn't paying attention. So it's there for our highest good. I also believe truthfully how a lot of what we're seeing in the world and the shifting Like really, if all of us, if we all, if you all start tuning in, your intuition is always going to be for the highest good of you and everyone. It's not like, this is my belief at least. It's not a zero sum game. It's like, what is the best for the collective? And so I'm really in the belief that our world is calling for us to go deeper in ourselves, go deeper in our heart and our intuition. And it's, we need to, it's actually, I mean, to me, it's been, it's a superpower. It is legit a superpower and totally try it with food. It is a great one to try it with because we have such strong smell and memories. Like I'm telling you this pandemic, my kids have been baking so much, eat a lot of that stuff. It doesn't work for me. And my body is like, stay away. And of course I'm like, I want everything they're making. It's so so good. What the heck? But I'm learned. It's like, now I honor Usually, not always. I honor my intuition because I've now tracked enough. Like you said, in baby steps, you've got to start tracking it so you can see, oh, this really does work. And notice the outcome when you listen and notice the outcome when you don't listen. Real powerful. That's such a great point because that's your feedback loop, right? You've all had those nights, right? If you've, well, if you've ever drank an alcohol, 
you know, where you're like, I know I shouldn't have another, but uh, okay. And you give into the peer pressure, whatever. It's like, well, dude, well, your intuition just literally told you what you should do, but you're like, yeah, give me another shot or whatever. And so for us, here's the beauty of it. If you listen to your intuition, your highest good that always knows what will serve you and humanity, then what, what happens is you build it like a muscle because then you wake up the next morning and you're not hungover. You don't feel like crap. And you're like, whoa, when I listen to my intuition, yeah. that's doing the right thing over the easy thing. Like that's, that's what, and yeah. I feel great about it. So it's interesting. Like once you make that switch, even in, in simple baby steps, you start to get feedback that, oh, my intuition is guiding me toward a life of health and wealth and happiness. And my, my mind, my addictions, my thought patterns are guiding me toward more of the same, right? You know, meaning, meaning more of the past, like, and, you know, and sometimes worse, you know? I have a trippy story. You just made me yeah. realize I totally Tell me. What to do. It's about you. It's about intuition. I'm like, oh, oh. Wow. well, I realized I, this is so funny. And I'm like, oh, what stories could I share that might really resonate? I'm like, oh, hello. When I left my cushy day job with, as a single mom, this is six years ago, no savings to start my own business, which some would call crazy, but it's the best mm-hmm. decision I made. My intuition was saying for two years over and over again. So I finally made the decision. And then I heard, okay, Julie, you got to write a book, right? So I'm like, who am I to write a book? But it kept going, wrote the book. And I was like, who would I really love to like be part of my book and write something kind that's in the same, if I want to live a good life and help people. And I loved the miracle morning. It's one of the books that helped me, especially with my health breakdown. Like I fell in love with the miracle morning and out of the blue, I heard my intuition said, connect, just find hell. I didn't know you. And I went to your website, literally went to the contact us and was like, Hey, we don't know each other, but I'm in love with your book. Like, would you be willing to just connect and maybe write something about the book I'm writing if I send it to you? That was all intuition powered. I actually have it. Everything starts from there because then of course, just fell in love with you and your community and the Miracle Morning people and my soul family, right? And that was my intuition. And I thought, that's crazy. We don't know each other. My brain was like, oh no, he doesn't know you, but who do you think you are to do that? And I didn't listen to that. And so it comes in all forms and all ways. I just can say like, you know, start tracking it, start getting the proof. We need proof sometimes and start tracking it so you can see the proof. And it's like, oh my God, this freaking works. This stuff works. It's a superpower. It really is. And I created an assessment. It's actually on my website to find out what kind of intuitive you are. So I can share it later, but it's, it's cool because I was so everyone gets it different. Some are not visual. So just because like I might get a vision, you may not, and it's not bad or wrong. We just have different ways of perceiving. Give it now. What's the website to get the assessment? It's just my name. It's super simple. It's like the first thing you'll see, julieriesler.com. And the first thing you'll see is the assessment, the intuitive assessment. And Riesler is J-U-L-I-E-R-E-I-S-L-E-R, correct? Yeah. Thank you for spelling it. I guess I should. Yeah. It's like Riesling. (laughs) The other thing I want to talk to you about, and you mentioned this a few times, um, which is hard intelligence. And this is a concept that for me was, was completely foreign. Well, I won't say completely foreign because I think I had lived by it. I wasn't aware of it. I didn't know of it. And then we had the founders of HeartMath, Debbie and Ron at our, uh, speak at our event. And, uh, and now you've gone very deep with them and you've done a lot of work with them. And you, you know, you mentioned a few times that there is now like, they are the leading scientists that are, have proven that we have intelligence in our heart. Like the whole, you know, the, all the old adage is like, trust your heart and your heart knows the way, right? It's like, 
No, it's actually scientifically proven that our heart is like a brain. And often that may be where we access our intuition. I'm not sure about that, right? So the brain is where our thinking, right? That's The brain is a tool. The mind is a tool. And all of our thoughts that we've had for our entire life, they're, they're all stored there. And it's a powerful tool. But often the brain, it's like AI, right? And it takes over. Yeah. You know, the big fear of AI taking over, like our, our mind does that. Whereas the heart intelligence is where you access your USU. Yeah. You're more of an expert in this than I am. What is heart intelligence and why should we care? Like how can we, we use this mm. in our life? Uh, this is really, I think this is important for all of us to understand. And, uh, once you start tuning in, you're going to, you're going to realize for yourself, the power of heart intelligence. So, you know, our heart has over 40,000 or so intelligent sensory neurites. The gut is called the second brain. You've probably yeah. heard that before. The heart is like that as well. The difference is though, our brain is a polar organ. So polar meaning it's meant to do the whole, like, I'm going to do this. No, I'm going to do that. Right, wrong, left, right. It's meant to go back and forth. It can be so great and so annoying sometimes, yeah. right? We, the heart is not a polar organ, meaning when you learn to tune in and ask it a question or to, it doesn't even have to be formal. We do this naturally. You know, um, they've done studies. You go around around the world and ask people, where do you feel the most? Where do you connect with people or connect with what you sh your intuition? Everyone points to their heart, kids especially, before mm. they're kind of programmed out of that, especially boys. They've done a lot of research with boys and girls, feel connected. We have literal intelligence in there. Intelligence, meaning there's intelligence in our brain. There's an intelligence with an organ that's not polar. So learning to slow down, you know, put your hand on your heart, do what's called create heart coherence. It's an amazing ability to really, what you're doing is, is connecting to your heart and to your mind and your heart. And there's a device they use with heart math called the inner balance device. You can get it on their website. It's like a hundred bucks and yeah. you can start to watch yourself and track it. I'm like my mom called the other day. She has a lot of anxiety during this time. I love her, very anxious. And my heart coherence totally dropped. I like went way out of heart coherence. Mm. So I'm like, I got some work to do around my mom and her uh. anxiety. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Like my son broke a bowl and I was like, uh, like it's just you, it's great feedback. So I highly recommend this for those that are like, how do you do this? How do you tune in? It's so, it's such a great, it's a great like science tool that's fun and you can do it on the app, the inner balance app, but yeah. you want to create, we want to create heart coherence. And then there's what's called the field, the field, the quantum field that we then feed with our heart. And I'm not doing this justice, but the beginning to understand is that we are all really more connected in this quantum field. And even saying the word quantum field of love, I don't just mean like gushy love. I mean, like literal, like energetics, like we're all of energy that is the frequency they've measured. The frequency is the same frequency of the emotion of care, appreciation, and love. And so the more you get into coherence, the more you tap into your heart intelligence and heart wisdom, the more you're both connected to yourself, the more you're connected to others, the more you're actually feeding this larger collective field of higher vibrational energy. It's pretty Amazing. And that's scratching the surface on it. So sure. we have this direct line. You could call it infinite intelligence, whatever you want to call it, but we we have it. The intuitive journaling, when you stop and ask yourself, you know, what's for my highest good here? Simple question. That's a way to start tuning into your heart intelligence.
I want to real quick, I want to dive in on or just touch on the um, intuitive journaling that you've mentioned a couple of times. What, what is that? What if someone's like, okay, I want to I want to try intuitive journaling today or tomorrow? Like what, yeah. what do they how do they do that? So it's really simple. You just get a good journal that you like. I okay. like the bullet journals, but whatever you like, it doesn't really yeah. matter. Blank um, journal. Blank journal. Yeah, exactly. You want to usually start. So you can do this a couple ways. What I typically do is for this, when there's something I'm not sure about, or I'm anxious about, or um, I've been doing this, oh God, these six months a lot. Like this is how I'm feeling is what I'm thinking about it. And I'll just kind of brain dump it. So you're going to write everything out that you might be concerned about, or the topic that you're curious about, or you know, should I go this way in my career? Should I start this program? Whatever it might be. Should I leave this marriage? Should I join this marriage? That might be a weird question, but, (laughs) 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 or get married, whatever. You're going to brain dump it. You're going to get everything out. What uh, Julia Cameron from uh, the artist talks about is clearing the cobwebs. You're going to clear the cobwebs, the dust bunnies, then get still and quiet. And it helps to even put a hand on your heart to just breathe two, three minutes. You don't need a lot of time. And then you're just going to ask, I like asking very, very simple, direct question. What's for my highest good here? That's it. You can ask any question you want at any time. And I recommend it, but for starting out, what's for my highest good just helps you really zoom in. Just notice you might, you might hear words Just start writing, start writing, whatever comes up. And, and the the main thing is not to edit. Oftentimes when you start doing this, your intuition might connect with you in symbols it might connect with you in colors or images. It may not be full sentences. So sometimes it's like I'm doodling and then I'm writing a few words and then it will start to come out. So just to be really, to just welcome whatever's there, but I'm powerful tool. You'll start yeah. to notice. And I use this for everything now. I really do. started doing this recently. I mean, I think I did a maybe a little bit a long time ago, but it was only recently that I started just opening up a line journal. Cause I like for years, I, I, I used five minute journal app on my phone. I just got in the habit of that. So I would write down three things I'm grateful for and three things I want to do today. And, you know, but I, but I wasn't just creating that open space of unlimited line paper to just write. And what I started doing, and I, I started doing this probably six months ago when I was going through the anxiety and depression, the chemotherapy brain stuff. And exactly what you just described was exactly it. It was like, I started out by writing, here's what's going on. And sometimes it was like, I had a, an argument with my spouse, or I was really nervous about a speech that was coming up or something. And just whatever was like, overwhelming my mind that I couldn't sleep at night, I would just start writing it out. And it's amazing that just when you put it on paper, it immediately creates this separation of wait, I now no longer have to ruminate and obsess over this. It's not in my head anymore. It's on this paper. And if I really want to stress about it, I could open this back up and I can read it again. But like, I, but I can let go now. And then, and then I I would follow what you just said, which is I just would keep writing and go, I would kind of write, well, how do I overcome this? What's this really about? Why is this? And I would just keep going and going. And, you know, by the end of the page, you know, it's a little, little journal four by six or whatever. It's all like almost always I had uh, my intuition led me to the solution. So great. So powerful. You interviewed Neil Donald Walsh, who I love with conversations with God. And, you know, I'm a huge fan. I've read all of his books, listened, um, this is like intuition times a hundred, right? Yeah. He tapped in. I really believe we all have that gift. It might show itself different, but here's the thing, right? Like what he, and I mean, his works, they're just beautiful. It's, yeah. you said it, you get to be this channel. And what you even said earlier, what comes through 
A, it feels good to have this information come through, especially when we're in that flow state, but especially when we start to just allow it to come out in the page and it solves the issue itself, you start to build this trust yeah. in yourself. And I got to tell you, I think a lot of what we're lacking, I know this is one of my big growth opportunities is like, how do I really trust myself and how do I trust this? And I think that trust, that worthiness, it's all in the same, they're all sleeping in the same bed together and putting your time and attention on your intuition and like really putting that time and attention and making sure you're, you're giving time to listen, to write, to honor to me, this should be before you start your day, before you jump into a decision, because often there's going to be wisdom that you said, like, I didn't even know I had that. I don't know where that came from. What the heck? And you're right. And it gives you to be able to trust yourself. And, And, you know, and for me, it's a trust in, well, I guess there's no separation for me, God, trusting in God, trusting in myself, Trusting in higher intelligence. They're all just words, yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah, but exactly. you know, there's different words and labels. And I think for a lot of us, a lot are people that are spiritual, religious, or that, you know, that they will pray to God or, or they will look for God to guidance. I had actually the other day, I have these intuitive moments all the time. I think Neil Donald Walsh uh, informed me, kind of empowered me like, oh, we can all talk to quote unquote God. We can all get the, our highest truth, those answers. In fact, I'm, I'm rereading book four, as of this, like yesterday morning, I started reading it and I'm, I love the, my favorite books, but uh, where was I going with that? But, but yeah, to, to develop that ability where you feel like the answers are always available to you and they're available to you through silence. Like silence is the doorway yeah. to access that higher, in, that, that higher intelligence. And you said something that I think that we can find some practical examples of, which is that, you know, it is said, right? You called it the quantum field and it is also, it's called infinite intelligence. It is often said that we have access to every idea, every thought, it's all floating around. Like where do thoughts come from, right? Like where do the thoughts come from, you know? And, and here's where the practical example is this, is as an influencer, maybe you've done this as, you know, as a writer, as a whatever, I will often have an idea and it will come to me in the shower or it come to me in meditation and I'll be like, oh my God, that is brilliant. And then I will write it down and I will be like, I'm gonna share that with the world. And then I'll Google it and I'll be like, Oh shit, that's been shared by like dozens of people for the last thousand years. That exact same idea, same thought, right? Yeah. You know, so yeah, so that for me, like, and I think, and Napoleon Hill in Think and Grow Rich, right? He talked about that. He had his board of advisors where he put up these pictures of all these famous people and he would have conversations and he's like, they would tell me what I needed to do, you know, and they weren't real people. They were pictures of people. But he's like, I tapped into that wisdom that collective wisdom that's available to us at all time. And Julie, you are a living example. And every time I talk to you, I'm reminded of the divinity that we are all a part of because it it shines through you. It radiates. And I think that's because you are such an intuitive person and you tap everything you talked about today. Like you live it to the umpteenth degree and I get to experience it when I have a conversation with you. So Thank you for that. Well, thank you. I have tears in my eyes. You know, I want to just add really quickly why this is so important right now. Like why, so starting with the tracking and believing it and and making sure for each person, like you start to see the power in this. And like you said, Hal, like I see everybody is the divine. Everybody, you and I, we are it. You listening, you are it. There's a lot of shifting going on right now. And there's a lot of different kinds of information and your intuition will guide you. And I say that because I think that can be a call to action as we move through interesting times, 
tune in. It's a great way to be with fear and anxiety is to go into your intuition and ask your heart, ask yourself, what is for my highest good? What is going on here? What do I need to lean into or not lean into? And that is where I think this can really shift a lot of just moving to a world where we are all more connected to ourselves and to one another. It sounds very, you know, like, oh, someday I see this, but like, really, when we start to know, when you know the divinity that's you and I do, and we're tapping into that lifeline of intelligence, it changes the whole game. So it really is everybody's worthy. Everyone deserves to have that intelligence. And just like Napoleon Hill did, I do that with a council. I have a council of people. Are you kidding? I mean, they're not here anymore, but I I love it. I took that. I was like, Louise, Hey, Teresa, I got Napoleon Hill. I've got (laughs) like, I got them all. I was like, bring them all in all the greats from 2000 years ago. I'm like, you guys are all whatever that may not work for you. But again, you know, this is something, try it, practice it, see what happens. It's free. It's natural. It's part of how we're designed. And all I can say is doing life out of the intuition lane was a lot of pain, sadness, and feeling very disconnected. And then life doing mainly in the intuition lane, it's like night and day. So you're amazing. I love you. I'm so honored to be here and I just grateful to be able to share about this. I think it's so pertinent for everybody. I agree completely. Where can people, where do they find the podcast? Where do they find you? Where do they get more Julie Riesler? So back to the website, which is julieriesler.com. Okay, there you go. Um, with the REI, like the store, that's a great place to go. <laughs> assessments there, like just like the store. My intuitive assessments there, which is free and tells you what kind of intuitive you are. The USU podcast is on my website, but also if you look on iTunes or iHeartRadio or really anywhere, you can find just the USU podcast. And um, the other place would be on Insight Timer, kind of birthed out of your uh, community. I have a lot of courses and meditations. Uh, it's a beautiful mindfulness meditation app with a lot of free resources there too. Insight timer. Beautiful. Well, thank you. It was honestly better than I expected, which I, you know, <laughs> I, which is, I, I had high, high expectations. So this was, a, I, I love talking to you. It's wonderful. Thank you. You're awesome. Cool. All right. And everybody listening, I hope you got as much from this as I did. And I think that when we get stuck in our head, which most of us live in our head and sometimes we forget that there's more than our head. We are more than our head, right? We're more than our head, more than our body. There is a unwavering consciousness, right? Pure consciousness that exists within all of us. It's observing the mind, observing the body. And when we get quiet and we take time and silence, time to do the intuitive journaling that Julie was talking about, tapping into our heart and infinite intelligence, then there is so much perfection and beauty in life available to us at all times. And it's not dependent and it's not determined by what's going on outside of us. It is absolutely available when you tap into the inside, if that makes sense. So goal achievers and members of the Miracle Morning community, I love you. Thank you for tuning in. And I will talk to y'all next week. Thanks for listening. To learn more about the Achieve Your Goals podcast and to get access to today's show notes, transcript, and exclusive content from Hal Elrod, visit halelrod.com forward slash podcast. Thanks again for joining us. Be sure to tune in next week for another episode of the Achieve Your Goals podcast. 